Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 9 of SotsCast, the podcast that is dedicated to the Sick on the Sticks Madden Connected franchise mode. As always, I am your host, JDog4, otherwise known as Joel, and I am joined by my co-host, FilthyHand74, otherwise known as Scott, who usually needs no introduction, but I'll always toss it over to him. And he's muted himself because he's coughing, I assume. So... Sorry, guys, I'm back for that. Hey, if you guys hear me randomly mute myself, um, I've just I've got some stuff going on. I'm going to get a test taken. My roommate uh, had the fucking virus, so I'm just trying not to cough in your guys' ear as we're recording this. If I'm being honest, the reason that the Bengals lost to the Ravens tonight, it's because my team was socially distancing themselves from the Ravens <laughs> players because they were thinking that there might have been a risk of COVID. Um, so that's, that's entirely the reason for that loss. hundred percent. You can blame nothing else. If that's else. the fucking excuse you want to make, man, that's what you go with. hundred percent, man. You take the excuses you're dealt. That's what I, I think my grandpa told me that one time. Anyways, um, we are. Hey, real quick though, before we get into this, just because, you know, I did say what I said right there. No worry for me. He's got, for me guys, like I'm feeling super mild. Um, I haven't been tested. My roommate had it. So we're kind of just waiting to see where stuff goes, but uh, I'm not like, oh my tomorrow. god, I can't breathe. Yeah, I'm getting tested tomorrow, um, and I'm actually going to have another test on Thursday just to kind of get two negatives to hope I can go back to work. Um, but for right now, guys, I'm chilling at home, um, and I'm not feeling like deathly. So y'all don't got to worry. I'm good. Very, very mild symptoms if I do have it, but... Uh, We'll see. I'll keep everyone informed. And, uh, but just so you guys know, I'm in good spirits. I'm not fucking tripping. Like, I don't need to go to the ER and be fucking ventilated or nothing like that. It'd be kind of fucked if you did. Dude, seriously. But no, stay away from your mama, like, though. No, oh, no, no, Dad. I already called Mama. Mama P's been called, dude. She knows. She knows to stay the hell away uh, from me right now. She gets it. Uh, yeah. She said that she would do delivery drop because obviously me, the kids, Crystal, everybody's quarantining. Right, right. So um, is she gonna drop off goodie out. bags for you? Yeah, Some she's she's offered to drop off goodie bags. Uh, shout her. out to Walgreens as an employer. Um, they told Crystal negative test or not to not come in for two weeks, and she's getting paid for it. So that's fucking wow. badass. Of okay. Them. Um, my employers just want to see negative tests, and then I can come back. Um, and they've been showing me testing <laughs> Crystal, sites to Crystal's go employers to. like don't come back regardless. Your employer was like, "Motherfucker, if you test negative, we need you." <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I will also say, man, I love my new employers, yeah. dude. And like, no, like I'm, I'm just trying to like do what I got to do, man. I want to be back. This shit already took three months from me, dude. So like, if I'm not sick, I would love to be there, but. At the same time, I have noticed some symptoms, so I'm taking it very seriously at the same time because I would hate to give it to somebody else and then take it to somebody who's susceptible to it being bad. Two things. Isn't at the same time basically the same thing as that being said? Oh, yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, that's my version of that being and said. And nobody means on you for it. Not well, that I'm feeling a sense of injustice, it. I'm just saying. Also, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. S secondly, secondly... Even though he's basically fine, or at least we hope so, 
anybody listens to this podcast, if I can get an <laughs> F in the chat tomorrow and tag Filthy, <laughs> F in the chat tomorrow and tag Filthy's coughing ass over here. Like, you heard it right here. Sorry, I tried to hit the button. I don't even I'm care. I don't even care about that. It actually, it, it, the timing was perfect. F in the chat for Filthy tomorrow once you've listened to this podcast because he's basically dead. Um, go. <laughs> Moving forward, we are... So, you should all know that we are about to descend into whatever it is that this podcast is going to be because I, by my own fuckery, kind of pigeonholed myself into taking three shots of tequila before this podcast. Which, again, was not to say that I didn't want to be, like... Shout out to Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers, who's not going to listen. Actually, I'll make him listen to this. At least I'll be like, hey, listen to the first five minutes. Um, if listen to the first five minutes, you won't give a fuck about the rest, but Filthy will give you a shout-out. It's the solid see-a-shot, send-a-shot, and because I'm an idiot, he sent it to me last night, and he was like, you know the rules, if you don't send me one back in 12 hours, it doubles. And originally, I was going to tell him, fuck that, there's no actually, but there's, I have no reason to actually do that. There's, it's not like something's binding me to do it. Uh, but then, after playing you and it was a close game and knowing that i had to record this podcast on what will officially go down as the red monday podcast for reasons we'll discuss in just a minute and i was like i'll just take all the shots anyways so that's where we're at right now i'm three shots of tequila and whatever uh, i don't even know what i'm drinking at this point it's Coors light seltzers shout out to them i'd love to be sponsored by them on my stream it's never gonna happen but they are they're killing the seltzer game they were late to it they were late as fuck to the seltzer game but Coors light seltzers they're not bad um, so, about Red Monday. Um, here's the thing, guys. Shout out to the Broncos for the term. Thanks, well, he said Black Monday, and then oh, I was like, it's more Monday. like Red Monday. Um, but yeah, still, shout out to Burrito for, for the encouragement, for opening the door for me to just kick out right on in. The reason this was Red Monday, and the, like, let me just quickly... I say quickly, it's not going to be quick. Title of my sex tape. Actually, that's not the title of my sex tape. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. the reason that this all went down is because there's, and again, jump in. This is kind of going to be a mini monologue, so just, Scott, jump in wherever you think you are. Oh, yeah, no, I'll jump in when I feel needed on this because I was, me and you and fucking, yeah. The whole the staff was integral we in what yeah, this we were all made. on top of this and all communicating with each other. And just, like, uh, I want to say shouts out, like, to the commissioner staff. Yeah. Um, to fucking Taylor, Brock, John, and John were with Taylor, us 100%. John, for man, the, for the rest of you, it was expert elk and uh, legend of Chaw. Um, yeah. If you don't know their names, they, the other admins, that has, that's a great place to start, actually. None of these decisions were made by any one person or even by any two people. We always had a majority of the commissioners that were on board with all of our decisions. And I guess I should clarify, it was not a majority. It was the entire commissioner staff. No, like everything that happened today, guys, we just want you to know was unanimous. Like there was no, oh, should we do this? Should we do that? Like with the Vikings, I'm sorry, that was strike two. You're gone. The 49ers, he saw his own way out. The Colts, we've all had history with the Colts. Um, I think he's a good guy. I think he means well, but I think he he just whines. He complains. He's kind of toxic for the league, and he made multiple edits. Um, at this point, guys, there's no fucking plausible deniability. 
we crucified the fucking Vikings. Yeah. Over rerolls before this ability change was even a thing. And so there's there's no excuse to maliciously change like fucking four players. Well, and that's the thing I want to go off and then come in and scream in dms when a player gets switched back there's some context that needs to go there but but to to just the general point it was what three teams left the league today two that we booted one that left in a very Um, weird manner well maybe if it, I, I didn't, I was surprised by it. I didn't think he was gonna get booted because of the way the reverts went. But regardless, the point is, three people are no longer in this league today because of position edits that we found out. It is important to note that more than three people were discovered to have made edits, and I'm not calling out names because that's not important. The important part is that when. We made the post when we made the comment about, hey, you shouldn't have done this. We shouldn't have had to tell you, but we're going to give you until advanced tonight to fix it. Some users came straight to us and apologized. Other users reverted their shit and didn't say anything and whatever. And some users pitched a bitch fit about it. Or, in the case of the Vikings, were essentially already point-blank told... Don't fuck with your player abilities after he did it in the last season and then did it again anyways. And there was no amount of crying he could do in my DMs to get back in this fucking league. So, Shouts out to you, brother. I know you have a little bit more of a heart than me sometimes. I told him in the beginning, I was like, I'm giving you this as an explanation. It's not an invitation for you to debate with me why you should be in this league. And he couldn't fucking read plain English and tried to do it anyways. So... The point here is that the vast majority of users in this league knew just because Madden came out with an update that would let you change your superstar abilities does not mean that that's a kosher thing to do. And I also will shout out the... I did an audit today, man. Like, I looked. I spent hours of my life on that fucking my Madden site. Shouts out to the Patriots for uh, the tip to safeguard it, by the way. Um, But I will say, literally, guys, over three quarters of this league didn't do it. Um, The guys that were kicked were the ones that did it to, like, multiple, multiple players. Um, And they also didn't care about it. Like, that fought No, they didn't give a fuck about it, and that's the problem. The guys who did it to a select few also reached out to us. They, and there's very, like I said, over three quarters guys didn't touch a goddamn thing. Um, and the very select few that are still here, I think it was maybe two. Um, they DM'd us, they reached out to us, they reverted their shit back. There was full cooperance and respondence like, hey, we fucked up. So, you know, just like we did with the Vikings in year one, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But it was made very, very clear, and I hope we're making it very clear now. Do not fuck up again, because you will be removed and you will be replaced. And I'm not trying to make it sound like a threat, because I really do love the guys we have in this league. Yeah. But fuck around and find out, guys. Yep. I mean, that's that's kind of... I will save the integrity of this league above one person. Right. And... You know, it should be noted 
we are full again. We replaced all those users within the day with guys that we are very confident will just play by the book. And the thing that I want to say, and granted, you can take this with a grain of salt because the past two people that were in the Super Bowl are both gone now. I want to say you don't need to do these shady fucking things to win in this league. Um, and I'm still confident in saying that because those guys, I this is what kills me the most. Our old Chargers user was cheesy as hell. Our old Vikings user was trying to switch players left and fucking right whenever he could to get them the good abilities. And I truly think that if those guys had just played the game the way it was supposed to be, they still would have been good and still could have been in those positions. Oh, 100%. need to do that shit to be where they were. And so that's where we're at. And also, the fact that, like we said, well over three-quarters of the league didn't do anything in terms of switching player abilities told us very concretely that most people, or not even most people, everybody knew it was wrong. Some people thought they could still get around it. Most were like, we're not going to fuck with that. So, in conclusion regarding Red Monday, those of you that are listening to this podcast, you survived. And I say that with an asterisk because theoretically, people that had been in this league of Mabutu could still be listening to this podcast. And if you are, you're a fucking loser and I'm going to absolutely throw you under the bus because you, you didn't fucking think... You came at us with the dumbest fucking weakest arguments. You blew up our fucking inboxes like a fucking like sick psychopathic ex. I and I will say to those guys that we kicked today, man. I may not I may not know everyone and everybody, but I will do my part to make sure that you don't ever land in an actual solid, legitimately run league again. Yeah, well, that's what I basically said to somebody too. I was like, it's not just like. You don't belong in sim leagues. And that's fine. Not everybody does. But then don't be hitting up Reddit forums or God forbid me if you're in the group me recruitment chats because that's just cancer in and of itself. Oh God, I'm so glad I haven't had to pull a single thing from that. And thank the... I mean, frankly, and granted, it's not like I'm your boss or anything. I won't say I wouldn't allow it, but I would veto every single user. Bro, I don't even pay attention to those things anymore. They're cancer. I got added to one earlier this year, and by somebody I don't even, I mean, somebody I was probably in a league with three years ago, and all I had to do was initially just look at what was being said, and I was like, yep, this is just as bad as it's ever been. Um, so, So, but just to put a cap on this whole thing, again, this league is about integrity. It's about playing the best that you can, but also playing within, I think, a fairly liberal set of rules, but a set of rules nonetheless. And if... Dude, I've been in leagues that were three times stricter than this. Literally. Like, with percentages of the play calls that you can make. And we are just like, like, mix up your plays. Just Um, mix up your plays. That's all we're asking. Don't be, like, a complete fucking douchebag. And, like, we've not really had much in the way of play calling complaints i mean they've been scattered here and there but it's i mean i've been in leagues that had stricter rules and still had more complaints than we have so just if you get the feeling and and here's the other thing too the biggest thing was that despite the fact that we dropped the hammer on the vikings the old vikings user for manipulating player abilities through position switches last year and then people still went to it 
the thing that kind of blew our minds the most was that not a one of those players thought it necessary to ask us before they did it. It's like we just crucified somebody for manipulating player abilities. And you didn't even think to, like, ask us? So if you're thinking you're doing something and there's even the slightest part of you that's like, I don't know if this is okay and it's not spelled up, spelled out in the rules, fucking talk to us. That's all we ask. Guys, we're right here. We're right here to answer your questions. I promise you, if you DM me, I am going to find you an answer. Especially I, if you DM him like in the next four days, because he can't even work. So yeah. So J Dog can confirm this. I am the first person, guys, when you DM me to go into Commissioner Chat and tag all four of these sons of bitches, and be like, "What's the answer to this?" and literally post gifts of me waiting if they don't answer in a time that i like accurate and also so i'm pushing for y'all like i don't care i'll take the workload but like you can dm other admins too but like guys we we do talk and i can't i can't stress this enough we are here to answer your questions he's right you should also feel free to dm our other commissioners and please tell us if they're not responding to you because it shouldn't just be two people carrying the entire load. And I'm not saying that we are, but what I'm saying is you can feel free to message anybody. And I will tell you, additionally, if any one of us gets back to you and you ask us something and we're like, hey, we're talking about it, we are actually talking about it. That means it's been posted in the commissioner chat and we're just waiting for everybody to weigh in. So if you get even the inkling that something might be a little bit shady, just ask about it. And also, if your first thought was, this might be a little shady, expect for the answer to be, no, you're not allowed to do that. But then abide by those rules. And that's kind of, again, this whole thing went down the way that it did because everybody knew that just going in and editing player abilities was was wrong. Everybody knew that. The vast majority of you didn't do it because you knew that. Some users did it anyways and hoped that we wouldn't catch them. And as it turns out, there are a multitude of ways to check that shit. And we used several, and we weeded everything out. So again, those of you that are here, regardless of if you had those infractions or not, you're here because we enjoy your presence in this league, and you either didn't make those edits at all, or you came back, you apologized, and we've also noticed that you've been a good user throughout your history in this league. Anybody that's new that's listening to this podcast, um... I'm sorry that the first 20 minutes of it were about something that you don't really have anything to do with, but but it was something that had to be addressed. And it speaks to the higher integrity of the league. There's no, and that's what kind of surprised me about people doing this. It's not like we're not giving money to the Super Bowl winner. We're not, this is a fun league. This is a competitive league. I like playing in fun competitive leagues, but there's not a grand prize at the end. It's bragging rights for sure, but like you can't take those to the bank. So, just play it smart and don't be. Hey man, an put ass. a trophy in your name and chat. I'm chasing it Hell too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Play within the Own rules, it. guys. It. Do it the right fucking way. Exactly. That's. And then you know what? You'll be recognized by all 31 other people in this league as fucking deserving it. Precisely. Moving on from that, and in a somewhat similar vein, so that people don't jump in my fucking DMs or in the chat about it tomorrow. Joe Burrow got his X-Factor last week and didn't have abilities. The two two ability slots were just empty, and I could select them because I could make it anything. But I, like, 
that of course that wouldn't be fair because if I can just pick his two, like it didn't, and I, it was posted in main chat in case you didn't look at it. <laughs> Joe Burrow was I there. I boarded it twice because I was the one that sat on my fucking monitor and took the pictures to prove that, like, even from the other end, it's like, hey, they're unlocked, but there's literally no ability. There's no ability, and it would let me select the ability, but, of course, I didn't think that would be fair any more than any of the other people that had gotten their abilities and just, were like, selected them themselves. So there will be a position change. There's nothing funky about it. It's just the game wouldn't give Joe Burrow his fucking second or his third and fourth ability slots. And no, in case you're wondering, it wasn't locked by an ability because he does have a fifth superstar ability that isn't unlocked because he's not a 90 overall. He's an 87 this overall. The thing that I saw, guys, and I even we we went back and forth. I'm like, well, how is this? And like, dude, no, it's it's got to be a goddamn glitch and I'm not even surprised by Madden this more anymore because like when I went to go look at it and do the abilities and I've got the picture posted in main chat and I've got it saved on my phone there's two plus slots there open but not a single fucking ability so what we so, did was I position changed him to fullback which hilariously cuz I wondered if fullbacks had x factor abilities and I still don't know because they know, but the 49ers still changed them. <laughs> yeah, because they have superstar abilities, but not. I, well, I don't know if they have X Factor. Fucking Christ! I've even never the goddamn fullback. I mean, even fucking Kyle Juszczyk, which again would not have even occurred to me, but that's that's what we're talking about. Um, so actually, that does beg the question. I don't know if there are X Factor fullback abilities. Because use check isn't. There are no X-Factor fullbacks. No, it's super So, Joe, Joe Burrow was an X-Factor. So, it's funny because when I position changed him before I switched him back to quarterback, um, I as a fullback, it listed him just as a superstar. And then I was like, that's kind of weird. Did it demote him from X-Factor just because he's a fullback? It, he was still an X-Factor superstar. But, A, I don't think there are superstar like zone abilities for like x-factor abilities for fullbacks and b he was also so terrible as a fullback that he didn't even have superstar abilities because he was a 40 overall but that is not my point and that's how i pivot from my normal thing that i say all the time <laughs> so but i reverted him back from this? fullback so, no so uh uh, yeah no were you were you about uh -huh. to say that being said no my like, uh my point being said in this is like point being said is the same thing as that being said it's literally the same thing fuck you okay so point being said we uh we did that and it did work it did auto assign him the other slots um now that we know this is an issue guys um you'll see the picture in the league tomorrow morning um, and hopefully you listen to this podcast as well, because it will explain it even more than I did. But um, if that happens to you, please send me that picture. Like, send it to one of us, because now we're realizing that might be a thing. Right. So so to be clear, what we did was we took note of the two abilities that Joe, Bur Joe Burrow had before when he had the two ones that were empty. So he had three total, the X-Factor and two superstars. I converted him to a fullback. I put him back as a quarterback. It filled everything. I... Switched the X Factor back to what he had originally, and I switched the two superstar abilities to what he had originally. With one exception, he had one of the Dead Eye superstar abilities that, for whatever reason, in none of the slots that he had available, it would let me assign to him. It wasn't an option in any of them. So he has a different Dead Eye ability. It was like 
lobbing versus it's roaming, roaming instead of pocket which um, unfortunately guys there was nothing we could do about it. i noticed that when i was trying to switch back some players for the 49ers and things like that um there's sometimes they're gone and unfortunately there's nothing we can do about it so we try to make it as close as possible hopefully going forward this glitch won't be a fucking issue well i mean i can foresee it being so we're just preparing for right. it now guys it's ea we try there's nothing we can do so we're just we're gonna push forward we're gonna keep making it work and we just hope you guys continue to support us but right we feel like we needed to address this situation in the podcast as well so you guys knew a little bit more about what's going on behind the scenes and everything that's happened today because today has been unfortunately a shit show this is the kind of thing we try to avoid and luckily this has been like i, I i'll call this the first big shit show to me like yeah this has been we've had some minor incidents we've removed some people you know we've done like some changes here and there but this has been the first big like okay we've had a mass amount of people cheating it's time to go right and even at that like it's not it wasn't a mass amount it was just more than one like yeah, it was three like it's, that's so yeah. so that's and again the reason that i brought up the joe burrow thing i like i'm we i we the commissioner staff we're all gonna be as absolutely trans I, i'm not even gonna say we're gonna be as transparent as possible because even that sounds shady that sounds like what the fucking government tells you we're gonna be transparent with you period which is why i brought this up i don't want somebody looking up the the, the logs and thinking i'm fucking cheating to get him shit that's not at all what's fucking happening. Sometimes this game sucks ass. And we're going to do what we can that's fair to make things right. We thought the fairest way for me to actually get the guy his abilities was to just re-roll him so I'm not picking him. And definitely one of them I would absolutely never have picked. So congratulations. Joe Burrow's not as OP as he could be. <laughs> but this is what we're talking about. We're about fairness here. I will say, if you guys have any questions about any of the first 26 now minutes of this podcast, please, please, please reach out and let us know. Any of us. Seriously, we'd love to answer, answer questions. We're, once again, I, I hate to say it because I don't trust this oil company with an army and nuclear weapons as much as the next man, but we're here to be transparent. And if you have questions, guys, trust me, like, we're here for it. We're here for it. And the thing that I would hope that you could have taken away from the first, like, almost half hour of this podcast now is that we are truly trying to maintain the competitive integrity of this podcast, or not this podcast, this league, because we think that's what makes it so great. So many of you have reached out to us and told us how much you love playing in this league. Hell, so many of the people that we've banned have pleaded with us. <laughs> Is how much they enjoyed this league, and I'm like, well, dude, no shit. this but, is our fucking like You can say it, this is our goddamn baby, brother. Yeah, like we want this to last, we want this to be not just Madden 21, guys. This is Madden 22, Madden 23, Madden 24, 25, 26, 27. This is SOTS, man. Like, we want this to be a mainstay. And that's what we're trying to build. So, and that's why we want you guys to stay around and we want to like not have to recruit even five people next year. Like, I yeah. would love all 32 of you as of right now to roll over. Yeah, me too. And this has been, 
Again, got three new guys. Two of them I've been in leagues with, one off Reddit. But, I'd love to see all 32 roll over just from talking with you guys. So 100%. Far. I could not agree more. And that's the thing about this league. That's why we that's why we have so much fun running it and doing this podcast and whatever the hell else. It's been an enjoyable, a genuinely enjoyable experience for us. We genuinely hope that it's an enjoyable experience for all of you. And if, again, you have questions, comments, concerns, please let us know. I promise we hear you. All right. One thing. I know we sort of briefly talked about this. I'll say it's probably pending um, talking with the other commissioners because they're all asleep right now. But we've also, in the midst of all of this shenanigans about apparently there are people that want to change their superstar abilities, and I can see why that might be the case, we are talking about, so last if you listen to last week's podcast, there is going to be a program where if you play 80% of your games, or you would have played if not for your opponent, like if you get a forced win because your opponent wasn't available, things like that, if you have 80% participation in your games, you get either two upgrades from normal to star or one upgrade from star to superstar in the offseason. We'll do that for you. We are currently discussing, in addition to that, editing one of your players' abilities. Because we also know that if you get guys that get upgraded, you'll get things like your starting halfback gets a return man specialist upgrade. And you never make that guy return kicks or punts fucking ever because you don't want him to be tired at the first snap. I know, for fuck's sake, I have never had one of my top two receivers or starting running back ever return a punt or a kick, ever. It's never happened Um, for that exact reason. There are certain abilities that are just worthless for your players. We understand that. We are talking about... To ease the urge that apparently some people have, and I'm not going to say apparently, I get why some people, I, I understand why people want to change their abilities. We're talking about a system where in, like, alongside a getting to upgrade a couple players or just one, you might also be able to change an ability. Again, this is going to assume that you're actually playing your games. This isn't a free handout to everybody, and it's not final, but I just wanted to throw it out there if you guys have thoughts on that as well, I personally thought it was a good idea. I'm not exactly sure how it'll be tweaked, but that's something that we're thinking about. So keep that on your radar. Moving forward, we are now 30 minutes in, and I'm not upset about that. It's probably going to be one of our longer-ish podcasts, but it kind of had to be because today was pretty significant, and we just wanted to make sure that everybody was on the same page. That's the biggest thing. Communication is important. You guys are active in chat, and I love that. I don't catch all of it, especially when if I'm working tomorrow, I won't really have an excuse because I'm off. <laughs> but we love the communication. Again, if you think something's being missed in main chat, please, please, please DM any one of the commissioners. I welcome it. I want to have a conversation with you guys if you're confused about any of it. And that's the one thing where I can say, like, I'm not going to try and talk about, like, oh, we're so transparent, and then we're actually not. If you DM me with a question, I'm going to respond to you. That's all there is to it. I know I can say the same for Scott. I know I can say the same for any of our other commissioners. If you are confused about any of this, please let us know. 
I'm not going to waste any more time on that because I feel like if you haven't heard the message in the first half hour, you're just not going to hear it at all. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into why you actually listen to this podcast and talk shit about teams. Let's fucking go. Uh, All right. Jesus Christ, here we go again. AFC North, we're locked and loaded. Shit, dude, those... I'm, I don't even feel like I'm feeling those three shots of tequila well enough. I'm saying there's a less, there's a greater than 0% chance that by the time we go on from the AFC North to the AFC South, I'm going to just tell you to take it over and go take another shot because let's be real. And that's why the people are listening to this podcast at this point. But we're going to talk about, hang on, do you want to start with the AFC North again or do you want to flip-flop it like we did a couple times last time? He said to Cricket. Are you coughing? No, I'm sorry. Uh, I switched back over. Yeah, we're 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 figuring some things out. Okay. Uh, let's start the other way because uh, let's not sully this podcast anymore with me and you debating. You know what? Fuck you right now. We're because you said that. We're gonna start off sullying this podcast with us debating. Okay. AFC North it is. There's no AFC North it is. I don't think there's a sullying here. I think you're six and one and I'm five and three. And I think it should definitely be six and two and six and two. But well that's not whatever. No, it's it doesn't matter. You're six and one and I'm five and three. The Browns are four and three. The Steelers are one and six. That's the state of the division. It is what it is. Um it's so, what are we in? We're in, like, week eight. We're in week eight, yep. I I think this is pretty similar to the way that the season was last year, except that the Browns and Steelers would be swapped, right? Because last year, you were clearly the class of the division, and then I was in that middle round with, I want to say, the Steelers, and then the Browns were at the bottom. Yeah. Different Browns usually this year, of course. Well, yeah, different Browns user. Half our Browns users' year last year was wasted. Yeah. Because, no offense, Casey wasn't that good, and he didn't play his games. Turns out when you're not good and you don't play your games, you're not going to win games. Who would have fucking thought? But, so, going into this, yeah, and and I'll double-check the standings. You're pretty close to just the, you're second in the AFC, aren't you? Just period? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Behind the motherfucking Chargers. Like, god damn, we booted the last guy, and the new guy is just unstoppable with the same fucking team. Well, um, it's cool. The new no, guy no, I, I say that. Team as long as he's not calling money play every other play. Like, I kid, I kid. It, this is obviously different. Don't anybody take that too seriously. No, like I it is just funny I how the more things change, the more they stay the same. Man, when we added Big Fella to the league, dude, that he was a great user and he was going to be one of the classes at the AFC. But you know what? I've also been around him for over a year and a half, and I know he's not on bullshit. Honestly, yeah. he's alerted me to bullshit. So I will give him the big-ass thank you. Because he started the initial look into the 49ers, which turned into Red Monday. And was it a stressful day for the league? Yes. Did it need to happen? Yes. Yeah. Uh, here we thought that, like, and and I I get where EA's head was at in terms of allowing those edits. I don't understand why they would have made it available to everybody. Like, no. you can't go into your roster and edit the direct attributes of your players 
why the hell would they allow you to edit their abilities? Because those are kind of the same thing. But that's a different soapbox for a different day. So talking about the NFC, AFC North, Jesus, I'm trying to push yep. this ahead. Um, there's not much to say. I think so. I'm actually leading in points scored. That's something. Um, obviously worse defense, but Ravens six and one, class of the division, second in the AFC. The more things change, the more they say the same. It was the same way last year. My Bengals are at five and three, which is actually better because I'm pretty sure we were five hundred until the end. Oh I'm god, sure dude, you you start you fought like to see you at five and three, man. I already know your team's getting better and you're well, getting better. Two of those losses are to better. you too, so it's like oh yeah, and you've been no slouch. So yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling good about this team. I had another terrible day with Joe. Well, it wasn't even terrible. It was three touchdowns, four interceptions. I have had much worse games than Joe Burrow. So, yeah, but at the same time, man, like if you could limit those takeaways. Oh, dude, if I, I'm telling you, if I if I throw if I throw even two, I mean, shit, if I don't throw the pick six, it's a two point game instead, of, not a one point game instead of a or yeah. whatever points. Math, it's hard. It's a one possession game versus two. If I don't throw that pick six, <laughs> and that's assuming you just take away that one interception. If I throw, if I throw two instead of four, who knows? But that's what I got to do for sure. Um. Even still, I'm not so I'm not pissed about where I'm at because two of my three losses, they are in division, they're in conference, and those suck. But they're against you. I don't have to play you again. So my schedule just became automatically easier because I don't have to play the six and one Ravens again. I haven't looked at the rest of my schedule, but I'm feeling pretty confident. In it. The Browns are sitting at four and three. Have you played me out this year? Yeah, no, I played one uh, and we got a win, but I had to, uh, I had to pull it out of my ass to get that one. If I'm right, I'll actually go just, just to double check. I'm checking right now but to make sure I played. I, sure oh shit, I played him too. I played him in week six a couple weeks ago, and I won fifty-one to forty-eight. Yeah, oh, I remember we talked about that game afterward. Yeah. Like it was a fucking shootout, man. Charlie was in the goddamn trees. Yeah, fucking Vietnam flashbacks, hundred percent. Yeah, we played each other, and I won thirty-one to twenty-four. Oh, so like, shit, close games. Like, pos- suspect ain't no joke, man. Like, he can dude. fuck around in this AFC North, and even right what? now, still end up winning it if we falter. I'm five and three. I played the Chiefs next week. Ramrod, I don't think I've played him. I know he had apparently a poor game tonight, and was saying Patrick Mahomes was shit. I hope that Patrick Mahomes shits the bed versus me as well. I've got him in week 9. I've got a buy in week 10. I played the Broncos, Burrito in week 11 in Denver. That's not a gimme. I play Housed in week 12, and I kind of beat the shit out of him earlier this year, and I know he's going to hear this, and he's going to know that. But I Yeah, don't... but at the same time, man, like... Well, here's the I thing. Think I think it's a product of whose quarterback is, man, and, like, it sucks that Big Ben, like, it's... retired on him out of nowhere. The like, other thing, too, I would is... I expect Brady to go before Big Ben. Oh, yeah, that's true. What the fuck is this game, honestly? No, like, so, so for real, though, like, I feel like my man's got fucked there. No, like, he, he did, and also, he, in the game that he played against me, it was a dev upgrade game for his running back. And so I was, in, oh, in, the, that in, would like, make in the second strange, half, when I was up by, like, two possessions, he was still running, running back, uh, and I was, like, counting now. Right. But so I was, he like, got it, and that's why his shit's not counting. That makes sense. That, that probably is. But that being, that being the case, whew, saved myself right there. Um, 
he there were times in the second half when I was only up by like a couple possessions he was running. I was like, why is he doing this? And it was kind of just like, well, what's more important, this game or a dev upgrade for my running back? And quite frankly, I'd have done the same thing. I would have in any I'm uh, outside of like if I th- if I think I'm competing for the division, there are still games I would throw if it meant that I got a dev upgrade that was crucial to one of my players. Um, and I'm not saying throw. I just mean like I'm gonna make decisions that I think are probably not the best for my winning this game. If I think it's gonna help me get a dev upgrade for a player that I think will make a difference in many other games down the road. So I'm gonna go into week 12 assuming that he's got it circled, looking for my ass, and I wouldn't blame him for it. And I know he'll blame me better than he did in the first game. So I've got him in week 12. I play the Vikings in week 13 who I know from the other league is a solid users. I have the fucking Chargers in week 14. Then I get the Bears, and he won a fucking shootout this week, or last week. I don't know, we advanced. He can put up fucking points. I play the Browns again in week 16, which could go either way. It was a coin flip shootout last time. And I play the Packers in week 17. So I talk about having not having to play you, and that's easier for the rest of my schedule. The rest of my schedule is fucking brutal. Like... She, I, man, I have got to play at the top of my game, or I'm not gonna make the playoffs. I have, I have like five opponents that are just as likely to beat my ass as I am theirs, and yeah, so that's that's the way it's going. At the same time, below me in this division is the Browns by just a game, so we play each other. He'll get a chance to get that game back, um, and that assumes I don't, I haven't looked at his schedule, but that, you know. Maybe he has an easier schedule than me, or maybe he just plays it better. And so that's a tight race for second in the division, which it should be noted. Second in the division was good enough for a wild card slot last year, and there are three with the expanded wild card play-ins. So uh, something to look at right there. And then we sort of touched, uh, so so the Browns, obviously, uh, we touched on a little bit. Solid user. He's 4-3. and three. Honestly, a, a slightly worse start than I expected, just because of how good I know he is. Um, but... He lost a close game against me, and he lost to you as well, right? You played him once, you said? Yeah, I played him once, and uh, he didn't end up losing to me, but it was a stupid fucking close game. Right. So. so two of those three losses are close games against divisional rivals that are just above him. So that's not so terrible for being 4-3, and three, you know? Like, I feel like he's still in a good spot. How oh, is yeah. this at 1-6? Man needs a miracle to make the playoffs from here. But I've seen him make miracles before, and also, I just, no matter what this season goes, he had a solid start to the season last year. I know he's better than that 1-6 record, and I know he knows that as well. I think he's hurting from the fucking quarterback disappearance, yeah. man. I mean, like, that'll I get you. That's part of it. That sucks. It will get you. I didn't expect Big Ben to retire after year one. That was a shocker to all of us. Um, but it, it is what it is. It's a 1-6 start. It's not his best. I do think we'll see better from him down the stretch. And if nothing else, I do think we'll see better from him next year. Um, all right. Do you have any other thoughts on the AFC North before we move on? Um, dude, as the guy sitting at the top, I'm not comfortable. Like, at all. Like, I've only, I may have swept the series against you, but I, I look at my schedule and I won't go into it as deep as you did. Um, but. I'm not comfortable either, dog. So, like, this thing is not over yet between yeah. me, you, 
and the Browns and fuck. I even looked at the Steelers if if Howes gets it together. I mean, it's only five games back. Like we're eight games through the season now. This ain't over. Yeah. So I just got to keep plugging, keep winning, keep doing my thing. Um, it was nice, I will say, to get the sweep against you this season. Yeah. Um, that definitely helps my cause, especially when we split it last year. I let you into the playoffs, dog. Like, I let you yeah. get into that bastard. You let me get shit, motherfucker. And I know you no, didn't let me because you wouldn't okay. speak to I me afterwards. I, I walked into your house and took that shit from you. That's why you wouldn't talk to me afterwards. Well, yeah, okay, motherfucker. Well, how'd it go the last two games? So, we'll uh, split on the last two. Okay, games. now we're not, we're gonna spare the podcast to talk about the last two games, but yes, you know, you, I, we were, you blew me out last year, you blew me out in the first game, and then I beat you in the second game. It was close this year. The first game, you literally won on a last second play, and this yep. game was an 11 point win. It was a little bit more, but either way, we played each other close, so yeah, no, I mean. I'll say this. Well, I, I got faith in myself. It's great when each person lines up on defense and like this is what he's doing. Yeah, I mean literally and offense too. Yeah, That's why no, those it's... games are so close, is because we're in each we got free rent in each other's fucking heads. Um all day long, man. Free rent. It, it used to be you had a free rent in mine. I beat you on that wacky play when we were kid or in that wacky game in NCAA when we were kids that opened the window. I had free rent in yours, and now we just live in each other's heads. Yep. It's a beautiful fucking thing. It's a great view. <laughs> but that, that's the way the division like, looks right here. property, brother. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, you should feel good about a serious sweep against me because I'm I'm always, I'm as until the day I die, I'm going to be a pain in your ass if we play each other, Madden. So <laughs> you, sh- you should feel good about uh, that. I fucking um, love it, man. It's, it's definitely, obviously, my favorite rivalry. It has to be. It just has Probably to be. I love when we're in the same division. I know, and that's why when we're in this division, I'm like, why did I do this to myself again? <laughs> I don't want the stress and the pain in the ass of like, I don't want to beat anybody more than I want to beat you. So it's like, God, twice a year. Why would I do this to myself? But that's the AFC North. Uh, it's still somewhat <coughs> yeah. anybody's game. The the middle of the pack versus the top, obviously close there. Steelers house has to turn it on. I think he can. We'll see if it happens. We'll see if he figures out the quarterback situation. Um, do you want to go ahead and I'm staying true to myself. I'm going to be right back, but you want to start us off with the AFC South. Yeah. Holy shit. I just, oh my God. What? What? I just looked, Um, I just looked at the standings. I'm jealous now actually that you get to talk about it, but go ahead take it away. So the Colts are technically sitting at the top of the division. Uh, we do have a new Colts user in, well, he's not per se new. He's new to Sick on the sticks, but he was with us last year in uh, the unfortunate, you know, TGML with how that everything went with that for the guys that were there. Uh, we tried. It just didn't work. Um, so Mike M was there for that, um, and I'm super fucking stoked that he got to join us recently. He's going to be a great addition to this league. Unfortunately, the new or the Colts user before him – uh, was removed. There was a lot of issues there um, outside of just the re-rolls. So it was time. There had been previous history. A lot of people knew what was up, so it was just time to go. Now let's talk about next. 5-1 and one sitting. My man Elk at 5-1 and one with the goddamn Jaguars. It's Jimmy G time. It's still fucking rolling there, and I know just from watching his games... His linebackers are giving you motherfuckers a headache. Sitting at five and one, man. Um, 
it's cool to see what Elk's doing with the Jags. All right. We'll talk about him. My second biggest rival outside of J-Dog, obviously. OG Kobe. My man Kobe sitting at 5-2 and two right now um, with the Titans. Dude, this shit's a straight-up dogfight over in the AFC South. Like, you got the Colts at 5-2, the Jags at 5-1, the Titans at 5-2. I'm assuming it's ranked this way because of, like, divisional wins and losses. The Texans are 0-6. Um, Shouts out to Trill, our new owner of the Texans, man. Um, Dude comes actually to us from Germany, so that's badass, man. Like, we're happy to have you in the league, dude. We hope you enjoy your time here, and we can't wait to see what you do with the Texans. But we will talk about the matter at hand, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. Um, I will not count Mike. I'm out, man, just because I know what he's capable of doing in a Madden game. He's a super solid fucking user. Elks played great all year. Kobe is Kobe. He's a great fucking user. I think he went like 14-2 and two last year. He went 14-2, and two, and I know he's going to love this shout-out. He actually started 0-2. He's won five in a row since. Yeah, and I was one of the guys he got in there. He beat me by two fucking points. The only two points that matter. Yeah, goddamn right. The, the top that division is the top three teams are fifteen and five. That is obnoxious, and they are looking like a front runner to send three teams to the playoffs because that's possible now. And that is making my five and three look a whole lot more shaky. <laughs> But uh, go ahead. Sorry, continue. Coughing no, it'll just be interesting to see the fucking race, man, and how it goes. Like, already this far into the season, and these guys are all within, like, a fucking game of each other, dude. It's fucking nuts. Like That is honestly nuts. And again, we should point out that the, the new Texans user um, has taken over an 0-6 team. Um... And we'll see. I'll say this. It's not the talk that we made last season about the Owen whatever Texans for two reasons. One, it's a different user. That guy had been in leagues with us before, and we wanted to give him so much the benefit of the doubt, but he just wasn't playing his games. And he actually, to his credit, backed out of the league on his own. He was like, hey, I'm not playing these games these games I'm, I'm just not able to play the games things have come up and i'm like well that makes it easier for us because we don't have to like feel guilty to boot you um but but here we go we've got an 0-6 texans team but it's a new user i'm so interested to see how he tries to turn things around or if he doesn't if he's like fuck it at this point <laughs> i'll be straight if i took over an 0-6 texans team and i'm looking at five and two five and one five and two above me in that league i would put in the effort to actually play my games and that might be about it i wouldn't blame him at all if he's like hey this team will actually have a first round pick this year and it won't go to somebody else well shit that actually that first round pick might be great um but i'm really excited to see what he does with this team just overall um it's any other division i'd say well an 0 and 6 start isn't a death sentence in this division it kind of is. Like, look at the people that are performing around him. So, I'm interested to see what he does with the team this season, but I'm more interested to see what he does through an offseason and then, like, like, how he's able to equip this team. Um, did you have any other thoughts on the AFC South here? 
Bro, fuck, I thought we thought the uh, the NFC South was the wackiest division of football. I'm waiting to see how this finish goes. It dude. can't be anymore, because, right? Right, it can't be. We'll have... see when we get there. Um, I'm just, I'm interested to see how this division goes, man. It's It's neck and neck. We're halfway through the season, and it's just neck and neck. So we'll see. They could send three teams to the playoffs, and it wouldn't even blow my goddamn mind this point i mean i'm oh man oh fuck me it's looking it's it's tough there's so i don't spoilers i don't know if based off the starts to the season the afc east is going to send anybody besides their division winner the afc west definitely has some competition with the top two teams and there's some amount of competition between the top two teams in the AFC North, even though you have the series sweep on me. The AFC South, though, has definitely the most competition and the deepest, with the top three teams all right with each other, and that's not the case in really any other division. But also, it's like, that is going to... So there's, what, there's three wildcard teams now, right? Yeah. There's a very good chance the AFC South eats up two of those, which is going to leave one wildcard team for the rest of the AFC. That's, I'll, I mean, I'll say it. That's my prediction. I think the AFC South sends three teams to the playoffs, and that leaves a Colts, single. Jags, and Titans. Yep. I'll say yeah, it right now. And I think that that is going to make it an absolute bloodbath for that last wild card spot. Oh, dude, that, that division is going to be a bloodbath. Like, I feel like the AFC got so much stronger, like, recently, dude. Yeah. Well... So, if we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, it's that the AFC is not better than the NFC because the AFC Super Bowl winner last year got booted because he was a cheeser. Well, the NFC, like, the person the NFC sent was also a dumbass trying to tweak his fucking players and then crying in my DMs about why he got booted for something he was already warned about. So, that leaves us with our runners-up, and I'll say it, and let's have a little friendly rivalry between commissioners. I think you're better than Taylor. So I would have taken Ravens over Bucks in the Super Bowl if it had been those two teams. So by that logic, and you know why I know that you're better than Taylor? Is because I don't hear all the time about how he had some lucky-ass bullshit win over you, which I do hear about every other win that he's gotten. So... Oh. I am just here so I don't get fucked. <laughs> I love you, Taylor. I but it's like I said in chat. I will. You don't let us forget your signature moments, whether they're wins or losses, or breaking your controller on air. But <laughs> I think the AFC is definitely. I definitely think, especially this year, and I say this not having looked at the NFC standings, so I wouldn't know. But I think the AFC is definitely the stronger conference this year. And again, if you disagree, well, feel free to comment in the chat. Uh, but definitely, I mean, the AFC South, again, I haven't seen the NFC standings yet, but the AFC South is the best kind of bloodbath because they're close, but they're good. It's not like a bunch of three and three teams that are lumped all together, like, or close to it, which we might be five, about. Two, five, one, five, two, right. like the way the standings read, Jesus fuck. That's nuts. And I cannot wait to see how this division ends up. And again, 0-6 Texans, be interesting. Ten and six could could get to the playoffs. 
So if this guy just rails off 10 in a row, then holy shit, we could be in for a foot. Or not even that. Like, even if his season's going downhill, he's going to play these three users above him. And they're so close that they can't overlook playing him. And if he can sneak a game or two off of one of these guys, that could severely affect not only the division, but the playoff and the AFC race in general, you know? So it'll be a really interesting division to watch. These guys, like the top three have really good records, and they've all got to play each other. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the season wraps up for these teams. Do you want to go ahead and start us off on the AFC South, or the AFC East, I'm sorry? All right, so what a flip around this fucking... Flip the script. The AFC East. We're finally here to talk about you, bro. The Kingpin is leading the division at 4-2. and two. Um, It fucking blows my mind because I'm looking at this division and nobody has more points for than points against. Um, but that being said, the Kingpin is coming out of 4-2. and two. He's leading the division now. Uh, the Patriots are right behind him. Arillo at 3-3. Three and three. The Dolphins are behind him at two and five, and the Bills are at one and six. Um, so nobody's quite out of it now. Like everybody's within a couple of games of each other. It's definitely not over. But the Kingpins come out hot. He's four and two. He's leading the division right now. Uh, he's two and two, two and one at home, two and one on the road. Um, so he's definitely defending his place. Uh, we see other teams like the Patriots are one and one at home. The Dolphins are two and three at home. The Bills are one and three at home. So this division could be a toss up too, though, like because you can never ch- tell how things are going to change from like week to week, from month to month. Like it's still close. The Patriots are only one behind. Um, the Dolphins are three behind. The Bills four behind. So any team could go on a win streak, lose streak, and things could change very, very drastically. No, and it's interesting because this is one division that has had a decent amount of continuity. There were some switches, but I think those switches were all made by around this time last year. So this this division has had basically one full combined season to figure each other out, and I. I'll I'll do it because we like to be spicy on this podcast. I'm going to call out my boy Rage who took over the Dolphins, who spotted this stream, well, spotted this league in my stream. He kind of just joined it on Twitch and like was commenting and going back and forth with me about the league. Was interested in it. I got him a spot. He crushed it. I will say this call out is not about your dependability. You've been an amazing user in this league. Like love what you've done. You've done great things. This is one of those parental things where it's like, I'm disappointed in you because I know you can do better. The Dolphins are 2-5, and five, and I want to say he went on some nuts win streak when he joined the league last year, and then I beat him like at the end, then it was close. It was a bloodbath, and I hated every minute of it, and I hated Tua's bullshit left arm crossbody throwing like a goddamn fucking general trying to win a war, and he was like blessed by the Norse gods doing it. Like, that Tua was a nightmare to play against when I played him. And so I'm personally very surprised to see a 2-5 and five start from the Dolphins. And again, I'm disappointed because I know he can do better. And I, I'll say it now, I expect him to. Tell you what, I think Dark Horse, while we're on bold predictions, I think he's going to challenge for that division, even from a 2-5 and five start. 
I think it's going to come down to the last two weeks, and I think the Dolphins are going to be in the mix for the division. I think the AFC, I think the AFC East comes down to the to weeks sixteen and seventeen, and I think that the Dolphins plus either the Jets or Patriots are in on that discussion in the last couple weeks, and potentially all three, but definitely the Dolphins. Because, again, I've seen better play from him. I know he can do better than 2-5. and five, And I'm honestly a little bit surprised to see him at 2-5. and five. I'm also, to that end, I'm surprised to see Brady Sr. at 1-6 with the Bills. Because he was at the top of the division at the end of last year, if I recall correctly. And, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure he was up there. Um, Am I wrong on that? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. I have to go. I want to say it was like a mix between the Bills, Dolphins, and Patriots. But either way... No, that sounds about right. Credit where it's due, the Kingpin has definitely flipped the script. And I'm I'm loving seeing the Jets at 4-2. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. So. Um, but yeah, that that's again, that is a division where even if you're sitting at 1-6 at the bottom and, and the Bills, you know, Brady Seniors had a brutal six-game loss streak. Um, but even even that Bills team has a chance because you're going to play these teams in this division. And then for everybody else, it's like, well, you guys, you know, Dolphins performed at a better clip last year. The Patriots performed at a better clip than 3-3 three and three last year. Slightly better. I, th- I think they ended like 9-7 and seven or 10 and 6, something like that. Um, the Jets are very much outperforming their performance last year. So it'll just be interesting to wait to see the way that these teams handle themselves as well as each other down the stretch. And it is also, as you pointed out in the beginning, kind of fascinating that there's not a single team in this division that has more points scored than they have given up, which is kind of weird. I shouldn't say weird. Interesting. I will say from there, man, I'm going to let you handle uh, the start off to the AFC West, and then I'll come back in and help you out with it. Sounds good. All right. Well, I've said it a couple times, and I'll say it again. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Turns out that even though we have a non-cheeser user for the Chargers, they're still a completely fucking loaded team. Who would have known? The Chargers are 7-0, and that is good for best in the AFC and I think technically second best in the NFL. But I also know the Washington football team is also 6-0. So that's like a, either a bye week or they haven't played yet. Who knows? Because I know, and props to everybody that played, there were like four or five games that got played right after we advanced on tonight or well, last night on Monday. It's now early Tuesday morning. Um, but props to everybody that played their games. The Chargers in the AFC West are at 7-0. and And it's, like I said, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The Chargers were a fantastic team last year. They are starting out to be a fantastic team this year as well. Starting 7-0, it's about all you can ask. They are playing much, much better defensively and a little less worse offensively last year, which you might expect if you're going from a user that was basically discovered to be just cheesing and using money plays and stuff like that. You might expect that um, to a user that's just solid and knows what he's doing. Um... But either way, even though they've scored less points, they've given up way less points. It's 231 points for and only 130 points against. So they're winning by playing sound offensively 
They're getting their points where they can get them and just suffocating you defensively. Um, and and they're 7-0. and They're winless. So the Chargers have started off very strong in back-to-back seasons. It's just a good football team right there. The Broncos' burrito is second in the AFC West at 5-3. and He's definitely in that range where you would call it striking range. Both within the division, it's a three-game deficit or a Two and a half, I guess, seven and zero to five and three, in the division. But that's that in it, in and of itself, is not insurmountable. And also, he has the wild card to look at as well if he's just looking at making the playoffs. But as we've already sort of covered within the AFC, the wild card is going to be pretty competitive. So we'll see where that lines up. Um, but at five and three, he actually has two hundred and fifty-eight points. So I want to say he was talking a whole lot of shit about Drew Locke. But when you're looking at points for 258 points is the most in his division, and that doesn't happen by accident, and it usually doesn't happen when your quarterback is playing like shit, so who knows? Maybe Drew Locke is the answer in Denver. And then the bottom half of the division, you've got the Chiefs and the Raiders are both 1-6, and and quite frankly, two teams that I talk about expectations. I am surprised to see both of those teams be 1-6. and um, I know Ramrod with the Chiefs has had some issues with uh, Patrick Mahomes. What I'm what I'm being told, what I've heard, you know, from from that camp. Uh, apparently, Mahomes isn't necessarily hitting the throws you'd expect him to. And uh, if I believe his direct quote from the chat earlier was that even with 99 throw power, the guy can't throw like an actual. He's just like throwing like just ducks up there. That's not an exact Straight quote. That's, that's paraphrasing. Um, honestly, please do. please do, dude, you'd be nuts. I beat you tonight. If you have, if you have Mahomes instead of Lamar, hundred percent, that game's, you don't win tonight. If you have Mahomes instead of Lamar, you, like you beat me because Lamar Jackson is nuts. I, why would you ever trade? Why would you want to make that trade? But either way, no, I mean, Mahomes is stupidly talented. So maybe. Honestly, Ramrod, I'll say it. If you think you're not getting the production out of Mahomes that you should, put his ass on the block. In order to approve a trade for Patrick Mahomes, I think like two first round picks would have to be involved. What if I would? You know what? We we won't even go there. We'll, no, we'll no, no. Go there. Go there. Go there. What if I was? What if I was to include Lamar Jackson in that trade? Do you actually want to trade Lamar Jackson for Patrick Mahomes? No, are you God, making that no. public? I'm, just, I'm talking in hypotheticals here. Okay, so hypothetically, honestly, in that situation, I think I'd be okay with a straight up trade. I mean, what more do you need? Like, they're both superstar quarterbacks. They play two different games, and I did just say you'd be stupid to do it, but like, I don't think that. I don't think that you could ask anything more than a straight-up trade. At all. I mean, they're both so talented, you know what I mean? Be tough to say. Either way, doubtful, I would think, that that my man Mahomes is on the trading block despite a 1-6 start, but they've got some things to sort out there. The good news is the Chiefs are not alone. They are joined by the 1-6 Raiders. And I do know that Corey has had... He's been going through some stuff and he's moving into a new place and his availability has been spotty because he's had to pick up some more work shifts and things like 
things like that. So I know that he's had a couple forced losses against him, at least. And again, you talk about record versus user skill. I don't think a 1-6 record truly reflects Corey's skill. Um, but either way, the Chiefs and the Raiders sit at the bottom of the AFC West at 1-6. I do think that both of those teams have the roster talent to upset and maybe take a game off the Chargers or the Broncos where they're not expecting it. Um, but at this point in the season, you can't like put money on that. You can't expect for that to happen. So the AFC West is pretty cut and dry, and honestly, it looks pretty similar to the way, again, that it did last year. Chargers are at the top, undisputed. Broncos are at number two, still within striking distance, and have options to get to the playoffs, even if not within their division, but with wild card. And then the Chiefs and the Raiders are there, and they're something to be considered, but they're not really in the overall picture for the division. Um Maybe a week from now, next Monday, that's changed. I would hope that it would. I love parity within the league. But that's just the, the state of the league and, and the division, the AFC West, where it is right now. So uh, any other thoughts on that? Um, it'd be interesting to see where the AFC West goes. Um, I'm not saying the Chiefs and Chargers are out of it, but it's not looking pretty right now. Uh, or the Chiefs and the Raiders are out of it. The Chargers and the Broncos right now look like they're on top of that division. Um, I'm hoping they play soon. I just want to kind of see how that goes. Yeah. But like you even said, the Broncos at 5-3, and three, they're not completely out of it, but I think the AFC wild card's going to be way tighter this year than it was yeah. last year. Fucking AFC South. Fucking it up for all of us. So the NFC North, then, we'll talk about. The the script has definitely been flipped a little bit in this division. The Packers are at the top of it right now, which is not all that different from last year. But where the flip comes is between teams two and three. The Lions, shout out to KS, have absolutely come out five and one. And it's this particular shout out to KS... Because I want to say last season you lost a game and you may have said something about this team not being that turnaroundable with the single offseason. And I would say that we were saying you probably could and a 5-1 and one start to this record to this year says that maybe a, an offseason or even just a full season with the team with you at the helm probably did make a bit of a difference. So, yeah, just going to throw that out there. Um, but at the, the, the end of the day, like the NFC North is just a little bit different than it was last year. The Lions, the Packers are six and two. Lions are five and one. The Vikings are actually two and four, and mo- like at least part of that, if not most of it, was due to the old Vikings user, right? Uh, all of it. All of it. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. There's not a single game played on the new user. Like, he lost four in a row and still was on bullshit. He was fucking tweaking his goddamn players to win and still couldn't, which is surprising because he went to the Super Bowl last year, but I guess that doesn't really matter. Um, and also, to that to that point, at least one of the games that he had last year against the Lions was against our old Lions user. Um, so, new season, different teams, slightly different rosters, things like that. The Vikings started off pretty weak despite trying to make his team better um, through ways that were against the rules. You mean the Vikings? 
the old yeah. What did I say? Lions. Yeah, you said the Lions. Oh my bad. No, Lions has been clean, hundred percent, and just crushing people. Uh, the Vikings tried to, you know, boost his roster twice, and like the second time we were like, you need to just go, and even at that, he was two and four. Tied with the Bears at two and four, who despite being two and four, he Gerald just won like a shootout before we advanced, didn't he? Or like he put up a yeah. shit ton of points. And I was like, wow, there it is. There's that offense. Because I remember in that, at, like, last year, he had, like, the number three offense in the league through, I want to say this time, and it had a similar record. And I was like, how the shit does this guy not win more more games with the offense that he's got? And the problem is that it tends just to be shootouts, I guess. Um, but no matter. It's, again, we're talking about what's early on in the season-ish. I guess we're at the midway point at this point. Um yeah. And the NFC North, once again, has two very strong teams. Only difference is we kind of swapped the lines for the Vikings. What are your thoughts on that? Um, This whole fucking division is close. Like, everybody's within a game or two of each other, so it's definitely not over yet. be interesting to see what the new Vikings does. Uh, if Jay Roll can get that defense turned around. Uh, KS keeps on plugging it away, man. Five and one with those Lions. I think his linebackers leading in interceptions, which I know users that shit, so it doesn't surprise me. He's very good at it. Um, but Brock's still getting the division, and I know it was a shootout between him and the Lions, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there. But, I mean, the Vikings and Bears are still technically in striking distance of this. It's not anywhere near close to over yet. Yeah, it is important to note that the the Lions' only loss this year was to the Packers. Um, the Packers, so the Packers beat them. Packers then lost to the football team, Washington football team. The Packers lost this last week to the Cardinals. Lost a close game, forty-eight to forty-one. That's the second loss, which. Assuming the Lions are able to win and KS is able to win, that would give KS the lead in that division. Packers on a bye week this week. So it'd be interesting to see. But I'm looking now, and the Lions. Oh, what is this? Wow. So the Packers had to play the Washington football team, and that was one of their two random games. So if you're familiar with NFL scheduling, and I want to say, even though it doesn't follow the exact NFL schedule, Madden still follows that. You play games in your division, which count for four of, well, eight of your games. Eight of your games are against divisional opponents, and then another four are against a random division that you're matched up against. And then two are either seeding based off of last year. I think it's that. And then two are completely random. So actually, that might be it right there. But all this to say, the Packers had to play the Washington football team, who's undefeated, who like tore it up until the playoffs last year. Um, and then they lost earlier on than I thought they would have. Divisional round, NFC Championship round? I don't remember. Yeah, divisional round. Divisional round, yeah. It was an early exit for what was an undefeated team, which I thought was strange. Um, but so, but they're on a tear again in the regular season this year, and they played the Packers 
they do not play the Lions. So that was a loss for the Packers. That was a pretty dominant win for the football team. And the football team does not play the Lions. So that's an area where it's like the next time these two, the Packers and Lions play is going to be huge. Because it kind of puts, it, it puts expert killer Brock, kind of puts him on the back foot, even though he's already beaten the Lions. It's like he's got to beat him again to even out the record, theoretically. Assuming they both went out, which probably won't happen, but you never know. I mean, it's, you know, Brock has fucking, he has to go into Tampa Bay and play the Buccaneers. And we're all aware in week 15 that, you know, that Taylor is the Brock killer. He, uh, he he knows. The ex- expert knows. If it comes down to a late field goal, he's fucked. Yeah. Um, and he also That's knows true. he also knows that Taylor will never let him fucking forget about it. So that that'll be interesting. But I I just I find it fascinating that these two teams are pretty close. The Packers beat the Lions, but then they also had to play the football team, and the Lions don't. So and then their other loss was to the Cardinals. So I guess to that end. Do the Lions play the Cardinals? They do. The Lions play the Cardinals in Week 13. So we'll see. If, if the if the Cardinals were good enough to beat the Packers, they might be good enough to beat the Lions, and maybe that even sneaks up. But either way, looking at the schedules, these two teams are really close, and they're going to play each other again, and they're going to play a whole lot of other people as well. So it'll be interesting to, to track that down the stretch. And then, of course, you're just looking at the other teams in the division, both at 2-4, and four. Slow starts, but not something that's insurmountable, and definitely looking forward to watching those guys make some noise down the stretch as well. All right, anything else on that, or are you ready to move on to the NFC South? Fuck it, let's move on to the South. Talking about what we did think was the wackiest division, probably not more so than the AFC South, but still wacky in their own right for sure. Taylor is leading with the 6-2 and two Buccaneers. Put some respect on that man's name because apparently we didn't do that enough last year. Um, yeah. And he is, what would that be, a game, half a game above a 5-1 and one team? It'd be, it'd, game, no, yeah. it'd be full. It'd be a full game though, right? Because it's one more win and one more loss and one less win and one less loss. Oh, yeah. Bye weeks, fuck with it. So it's a, it's a game. It's a game advantage. Um, should be noted... The Buccaneers and Saints both lost in their last games. So last week they both lost in what could have been gap-closing games for either of them. You know, the Saints could have closed the gap and tied, or the Buccaneers could have added some gap there. Um, For what it's worth, as far as we know, Noah TG, the Saints user, still has his primary controller, and we do know that Legends of Chaw... Taylor, the Buccaneers owner, does not have his primary controller because he yeeted that shit into the fucking ground during his stream tonight. Um, I'm gonna. That's the last time I'll bring it up, but it's fucking hilarious to me. So I'm going to bring it up. Um, but he's still winning the division. Despite the loss tonight, he's still winning the division. And you want to talk about polar opposites from which division we were looking at was the AFC East, where they all had negative point differentials. The, NF- the NFC South does not have that problem. They are scoring bundles of points, and they're not giving up so many. So the Buccaneers are at 6-2. and two, The Saints are at 5-1. and one. Those guys are close. They were really close last year as well. And they both made the playoffs, right? Pretty sure they both made the playoffs. Um, but either way, 
those teams are close. Again, they both lost last week, but that kind of it didn't change the status quo. If the Buccaneers had won, they'd have increased that lead. If the Saints had won, they'd have tied it. But neither of those things happened. So it remains a one-game lead for the Buccaneers over the Saints. Two good users that will play each other, and it'll be a bloodbath every time. And then we've got the Panthers and the Falcons at the bottom. The Panthers are 3-3, three and three, and again, it's it's actually... we we Did we talk up Rich in the last podcast? I don't know if we did or I'm not. pretty sure we did, because then we were like, because we talked him up, he's going to suck. And I, I, who knows? Three and three, the, the man's a fucking enigma. He can beat anybody, he can lose to anybody, and I'll never figure him out. He started, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, because he's lost three in a row. We totally talked him up, because he started three and oh, and then he's lost the next three. I'm telling you, you couldn't fucking write this. Like, if we talk him up, he loses. When we talk shit about him, he wins. He wins. I'm surprised he hasn't no tried sense. to Venmo me some fucking cash to just talk shit about him on this podcast. <laughs> Rich, hit me up. It's like, at Joel underscore Heilman. That's my Venmo, man. I got you, fam. But, that being said... Oh, fuck, there it is. So, now that I'm doubling down. That being said, he's 3-3. Three and three. Again, it's it's the it's this it's I don't even want to call it inconsistency because he's perfectly consistent. He'll win a bunch of games, then he'll lose a bunch of them. But the point is, and I know, and I know he knows this. He's in every game that he plays. That guy doesn't get into a lobby with anybody. Let me rephrase because I'm going with double negatives. Anytime Rich gets into a lobby, he knows he can win that game. It's it's that's never that's never been an issue with him, so it'll be interesting to see the way things shake out. Three and three versus five and one and six and two doesn't look like the strongest start, but you're also not so far behind that you can't make some noise down the stretch like he did last year. I mean, last year he had me sweating that I was going to put his kids through fucking college, so this year I I kind of. I'm just looking for Won't even lie, I almost fucking forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> um, but but so, so I'm looking at that team and I'm thinking, Panthers down the stretch, I think they could make some noise. I do. And I, their schedule at the end, his schedule at the end of last season was brutal. And I'm not looking at it right now. Maybe in the next podcast I'll start at looking at like the actual end of season schedules. But I, it's, it's not as brutal or at least it hasn't been around actually i'm not even gonna say that because i have no idea who the fuck he's played but my point being he's three and three started three and oh lost three in a row does he pop off another three in a row to win the next time we're talking about him will it be six and three will that be good enough to be second or three? because it is rich right so you can't ever factor that out and i know he plays everybody close um i've somehow dodged playing him which is very fortunate because same z's We've talked a lot of shit about him. We've talked a lot of praise about him, too. It's kind of just like whatever, you know. Yeah, every... okay. I know if I line up for a field goal, he'll block it. <laughs> My God, that's, yeah. <laughs> it is unfucking canny the luck that he had with blocking field goals against you. Um, but, yeah, so he's 3-3. Three and three. I, I think he's honestly, 
It's fitting because he's the Panthers. He's Schrodinger's cat. You put him in a put him in put him in a preseason box, and he's both the division winner and like the third or fourth place finisher. He could be either, and you don't know until the season ends and you open up the box. That is the that is that is rich, and I think that at three and three, nothing will surprise me from here on out. Well, I will say it would surprise me if he just cratered out. If he finished three and thirteen, I'd be shocked. But it won't surprise me if he finishes ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and four. You know, and that's where I think this division stays interesting, even though. The wacky NFC South isn't as wacky as it was last year at this point because the division was a little bit closer. I'm looking at this division, and I truly do think that no one's going to stun me if they walk away with it. Um, And then the only team that we haven't talked so much about yet is Strafe HG with the Falcons. Sitting at 2-4, and he had a rough start to the year last year as well. Um, Important to note that he did start 2-1. and He has dropped three games since. So, sort of just, you know, a little bit of soul-searching again in Atlanta this year. Um, and it's it's always tough when you start 2-1 and one and you build some momentum and then you drop three games in a row. Especially when you're looking at a division that's as strong as the one that he's in. Um, but he also, if I recall correctly, took a really, really crucial game off of... Who was it at the end of last year? He, he beat somebody. It was either... I think it was the Saints. Am I wrong on that? Did he beat the Saints at the end of last year? Yeah. It was something around that mark. I can't remember exactly who, but I know he got somebody. I know he got somebody, and it was like, oh, shit, this guy is not quitting at all. Um, And so to that end, I don't expect to see him quit on this season either. And obviously, there's some talent on that team. It's a dangerous it's it's one of those trap games, right? Where you can't go into Atlanta or even if you host them, you can't go in assuming it's gonna be a win because there's enough talent on that team and I know he's gotten some clutch wins against people that it's like, well, that'll come back to bite you in the ass if you just overlook that Falcons team. Alrighty, any other thoughts on the, the South before we move on? Um it's still a crapshoot. It's still a wacky division. It'll be interesting to see how it finishes. Um, cause you don't know, you don't rich is that wild card. He could rip them off and you just don't goddamn know. But, um, I think it'll be a race between the bucks and the saints at the end. Yeah. And it'll just be interesting to see how it plays out. Yes, sir. All right. We'll move on to the NFC East and the only other undefeated team in the league The Washington football team, that dude 15. He started last year undefeated as well, and he finished undefeated. No, didn't he lost the last game, but it was on the street. That's right, that's right. So basically undefeated. Yeah, that's right. Because he lost it on the sim. Um, Essentially undefeated, uh, but busted out in the playoffs. So, and again, it's the same splits we were talking about last year. It's crazy. 249 points for only 68 points against. But that's what we were saying about him last year. So we'll talk about him every year on the podcast, or every week on the podcast, as long as he's still undefeated and or leading this division. But 
as much as I'm looking at those stats and I'm thinking that's crazy, I just, I also know that he busted out in the playoffs. And granted, it was against, it was against a guy that's no longer in the league, but the difference being, the guy in the AFC that's no longer in the league that was in the Super Bowl was kind of like a cheesy player. The guy on the NFC side of the league wasn't really. He was just trying to manipulate his players to be better. And at the time that he beat the Washington football team in the playoffs, he didn't have three of his best players because he had tried to manipulate them. He suspended them, and he wasn't using them. So I'm looking at this 6-0 football team start, and, like, of course, you couldn't ask for anything better. And they are dominating teams that they're playing. But I'm just looking at it, and I'm saying I've seen it before, and it didn't do shit in the playoffs. So we'll see. Strong words I know I'm using, um, but that's what I'm four shots of tequila and a couple beers in for, right? The hot takes. Um, hot takes? No, I mean, but for real, you couldn't ask for more for the regular season, but okay, what have you done lately? I'll, I'll believe it. I'll, I'll buy into this hype when I see him win a playoff game. Um, outside of that... We've got the five and three Giants, and no hate that dude. Don't take any hate to that at all. You're winning your division. You're doing what you need to do. But I, I will, I'll hype you up. I'll get excited again when thing when that translates to the postseason because I know you can do it. It just didn't happen last year, so that's what I'm reserving judgment for. Well, it's really hard to go nineteen and zero, basically, man. It is. And it's well, it's never been done. Nineteen and zero has never been done, um, and you're not wrong. Um, but you know, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. I think I, we'll see. I think it'll be interesting to see the NFC playoff picture this year. I'm, I am looking forward to seeing that dude's revenge tour because I do think he's got he's got some some grit. Oh, you mean the same kind of revenge tour I'm on? Yeah. Yeah, yes and no. I don't know, we'll see. You haven't played the Chargers this year either. I will be here soon coming up. Will you? Do you guys play in the oh, regular yeah. season? Oh yeah, oh, very that's, soon. That's juicy. I'll, I'll be watching that game for sure. Yeah, like within a couple of weeks. Nice. Um, But alright, so again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The Washington football team sits alone 6-0 and atop the NFC East. But... The more things change, look who that number two team is at five and three. Farouk Manesh has figured it out with the Giants. He's five and three. As a five and three record user myself, I will tell you that's a respectable number. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be pissed off about that. You shouldn't be at this point. Um and at a place where last year he was kind of a little bit more middling. He has figured it out with Joshua Dobbs as the quarterback. He's making it happen. And with a 5-3 record, that's good enough for second in the division. And at a 5-3 clip in the NFC, that's frankly good enough to be considered in the playoff discussion. I I know it's pretty early for that, but you're looking at wild card standings, and I think 5-3 is a decent place to be at this point. Um... Just looking then further on down a little bit, you've got the Eagles and Reek at two and five, and that's a surprising one to me. Um, 
I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, he was he was the guy that was going toe to toe as best he could with the football team all last year, right? For the most part, yeah. Um, I know he was eight and four at one point. No, I know he was. He was doing really, really great last year. He actually upset uh, Brock last year, man. Right, right. A year or so. Reek's not a joke. It's just he just hasn't been able to pull it out so far, man. He's sitting at two and five. Now, I mean, that's not the end of the world. Like, he could fucking rip off a bunch of games at the end here. Going to kind of see what happens with him. Um, that's the that's the thing about the Eagles team is they're not getting any younger. They're just aging. Yeah. They're getting older. So some players are going to start to drop. Um, I mean, I know he put up a hella crazy passing performance with uh, with Wentz last year that got him to an X factor. But at the same time, man, like, is it going to be enough? I mean, it hasn't been so far, but of course, to close the out of the season, it's a different story. But that's a team where, given where they ended last year, at this point through this year, th- that locker room has to just be in go mode. Like that's all there's to it. You you got to sprint out the gate and and win these games, like you know you're capable of, like you did last year. You just have to go out there and do it. And if you're at a two and five start to the season, it's not a death sentence, but it does mean if we don't start winning now, then there's no point in winning this year at all. So, I would I would like to see them come out with a fire in the second half of the season, maybe make this a little bit more competitive in this division, maybe take it to the Giants, take it to the football team, and and go from there. We'll see, and it will remain to be seen. Um, but uh, but yeah. That's just a team that I'm surprised to see at 2-5. and five. Again, you said it. They're not getting any younger. There are a lot of teams in the league that are getting younger and getting better while they're young. The Eagles are not necessarily one of those teams. But also, like you said, Carson Wentz isn't X-Factor quarterback. You got to... X-Factor quarterbacks got to have better than 2-5 and five records. And I think that, that that's going to be obviously the goal that he's looking for, but that's got to be the thing that he achieves. Like, you got to... It's win-now mode. You know, not every team in the league is looking at their next game as a must-win, but I think the Eagles have to look at every one of their next games as must-wins for a little bit to get back on track. Um, and then we've got the Cowboys at 0-7. Surprised and a little wounded at this start because he beat me towards the end of last year in a game that really mattered. So, come on, man. Pick that shit up. Give me, you know, don't hurt my pride more. <laughs> but also just surprised at the 0-7 start because I felt like he was decent last year. Um, not like a phenomenal record, but definitely not an 0-7 record. Definitely not early discussion for first overall pick at all last year. Oh, definitely not. Um, and I don't know if he's just had a rough draw or or what, but the Cowboys are sitting at 0-7 now, and Lord knows if I were that coach, I would be pretty, pretty nervous that Jerry was going to give me the axe if I didn't start winning games. Um, but, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. They've, they've given up a bunch of points. They haven't scored a whole lot in return, and that's how you sort of end up at that, that 0-7 start to the season. This is, again, 
you know, there's a few teams where you're looking at yourself right now and it's like you have to you have to at this point, if you're 0 seven and you're looking at a division with a six and O team, the odds of you coming back to win the division are essentially non existent. The odds of you coming back to get into the playoffs are still plausible, but it's like you'd kinda have to win out. So what you really have to do at this point is look at your team and identify like the pieces that you want to build around and sort of figure out through your contract negotiations and through your scouting like what you plan on being here next year. Because at this point, I would think the what you should want to do is develop the guys that you plan on being part of your long-term future. Because at 0-7... You're not trying to like put stop ga- stopgap guys in there to just try and scrape out some wins. You're like, all right, who can I develop and who's going to be around once I start next year and don't want to start zero and seven, you know? Um, and that's that's sort of the way it is. Again, I know he's a better user than zero and seven because he was better than that last year, so. It'll be interesting to see where he takes this as well as which is where the rest of the division goes, you know? Will the Eagles bounce back? Will the Giants reach even higher towards the top? Will the football team, will they lose a game in the regular season? That's not awesome. Questions that we need to ask with the NFC East. Anything else, or do you want to move on to the West? Uh, we could probably move on to the West. That's probably the best way to sum up that division is that you know, the Washington football team is the team to beat until somebody beats them. Yep. And it was that case last year as well. So, all right, you want to go ahead and spearhead the West for me? Yeah, definitely, man. One second here, because I backed out and I was fucking around looking at shit and not look like a dumbass. <laughs> or in the morning. <laughs> it's late. We've been drinking. It's fine. So the Cardinals lead at a five and three. The 49ers are at three and four. The Seahawks are at one and five, and the Rams are at one and six. So technically, the lowest team in the division is only three games back. Now we got a new Cardinals user last year. We have a new 49ers user as of today because the old 49ers uh, had a 10 out of 10 league exit message but <laughs> literally fucked with, like, everyone and their mother, including the fullback. So... Not even Kyle Juszczyk was safe. <laughs> yeah, not even Kyle Juszczyk was safe. So, obviously, he had to go. Um, It'll be interesting to see, because we got some new faces in here. Obviously, the Cardinals user was with us for a little bit last year. Um, we have a brand new Niners user, uh, Golden Domer with the Seahawks. He's sitting at one and five, but he like had the same kind of almost start last year, and then came in and made the fucking playoffs at the end. Yeah. So it's not over there. Uh, the Rams, it's not over there either. I know he's still trying to get some pieces together there. They gave some bad contracts to some players before he ever took over that team. Yeah. Like, he's I mean, in, he's in cap hell. Like if you if you if any one of you guys think that you have bad cap space situations, nobody's got a worse cap space situation than Nerd fan. Nobody does. And they traded away like every bit of draft capital too. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Brutal. Again, though, and I want to say last year the NFC West was pretty close and also in that situation where it was like, you're going to send one team and it's going to be the team that wins the division because nobody else is going to make the playoffs through the wild card. And it's early, but it's kind of shaping up the same way. The second place team in the division is three and four. Again, new user, so who knows. But the way things stand now, Cardinals are the top five and three. And the 49ers are the only team that's in sort of, like, right now, realistic striking distance. Like you said, last year the Seahawks railed off a bunch of games that that got them with a good streak. And then, of course, the Rams are just in just their own roster and cap hell right now. Um, But it'll be... It'll be interesting, and it sort of seems like things are just shaping up the same way they did last year, where, again, next next week's podcast will be a little bit more illuminated on the way the end of the season might look. But at the midpoint in the season, there's, there's no winner to declare in the NFC West. And the frontrunner is the Cardinals, but they're right they're neck and neck with the new 49ers user who could give them fits. And you'd look at it and say probably, as of now, only one of those teams would be going to the playoffs and it'd be the division winner. So that division last year was the most important division to win, I think, in football because I think they might have been the only ones that didn't send anybody to the wild card or they were one of two divisions that only the division went, the division winner went to the playoffs. And it's kind of looking like it might boil down to the same thing again this year. If you don't win that division, you just might not go to the playoffs. And that's all there's to it. So, yeah, so that's that. Um, any any other thoughts on the NFC West? It's an interesting division. Um, we'll kind of see how it plays out, especially with some new faces in it. Um, be interesting to see who they sent out of the playoffs because I feel like the Seahawks started a lot like they did uh, last year this year, and yeah. they still ended up coming out on that's top true. Of the division. That's true. So... It could. It, it's still a fight. Like that's the great part about you know being this early on, you know, or being mid-season in this league is there's so much more that can happen that's not really over over for anybody yet. Right. So you just got to keep trying to win games and see how the fuck it goes because you win enough and you end up sneaking yourself into the playoffs even when you thought you were out. Right. And I will say, so on a personal note, I sort of I said in the chat earlier, like I didn't realize that I was five and two. I'm not five and three, but I feel so much better than than what five and three record sort of indicates. And I I just I'm thinking of all those other teams that are in like a five and three or five and two or a four and three or whatever situation. Don't get so down and out about your record. Like, look at, focus on the positives and focus on how to magnify that. Look at the negatives and focus on how to minimize that. So, like, I have to stop turning the ball over so much. But in the games that I've won, it's because I didn't turn the ball over and I succeeded in other ways and probably should have given Joe Mixon the ball more tonight and things like that. But, like, focus on the things that work for you. Try to minimize the behaviors or the the mindsets that that aren't working for you. 
And I can speak to that too. There are definitely like game plans that I just get like my head stuck in and I don't pivot from them even when they don't work. And just try to eliminate that. But personally, I mean, obviously I know you personally should feel and probably do feel confident about a 6 month start. I, even with a 5-3 and three start, I feel pretty confident in it. And I think that any of our users in this league that have starts, whether or not they think they should feel confident in them, what they should do is look for the opportunities that they have next. And I would, to that end... one can change very quickly. They, they, they can. These seasons, these divisions, these standings, a lot of them are super close, and they can change pretty quickly. And the one thing I will say, actually pay attention in your training to what it says the other user does. Because it's going to kind of give you the game plan on what you should expect. Because those are actual stats. When it says mm-hmm. this guy runs, you know, cover one, cover three, cover four, 40% of the time, he does. So pay attention to that. Take it one game at a time. Look into your opponent a little bit. And just try and don't try and think too big picture. Like play the guy that you're playing that week, you know. You can't play anybody but the team that's in front of you. So just do that. Focus on that and uh, and see where that gets you. You know, who knows? Um All right, so it's it's 4 in the morning and stats would be kind of fucked because like 5 games have been played and like the rest haven't. So I I mean, you tell me if you'd really love to dive into those, but I'm thinking we're now an hour and 45 minutes into this podcast. Just yeah. ready to call it a night. I think yeah. we discussed so, the division length. I think we discussed Red Monday. We discussed everything we had to. Yep. We covered everything. Um, by the time, and I don't know if division award winners may have already been announced. I don't even care at this point. We'll cover that next week. Next week, we should be able to get to this. We should be able to start recording before 2 in the morning, which would be helpful. Um, yeah, and, definitely. And so that'll be the plan for that. So I think we're going to go ahead and just cut it off there. I do. I agree with you. We've had a very thorough discussion of the divisions, as well as you know the first half of this podcast had to just be about what went down today, and I think that that is fitting. Um, and I also don't... Again, we've sort of just gone with the flow with these podcasts, and I don't think we're leaving anything left unsaid with how thorough we've been able to cover the divisions. So, again, can't say this enough, and we said at the beginning, if you have questions or concerns about the league in general, especially with the content that we covered in the beginning, please let us know. If you have questions, concerns, just input or feedback about the podcast, I know we always invite that every week, but we mean it every week, and that's why we say it. So, please let us know if you thought that your your team got the short end of the stick and we didn't talk about you enough. Let me know. Let us know, seriously. Because we're doing this for you guys. We're doing this for you guys to enjoy it and to consume the content and have a good time with it. Kill some time at work. Kill some time on your drive to work, whatever it is, or just kill some free time. Um, this is the reason that we make the podcast. So if you as a listener think that we could be doing a better job in X or Y area or think we should cover something that we didn't, please let us know because we're doing this for you guys. Um, but, but yeah, uh, do you have anything anything to say in closing there, Scott? Um, I think it was a crazy day. 
I think we spent the first half of this podcast talking about things that had to be talked about and had to be addressed. And then we got into the nuts and bolts of it, which is the actual fucking fun part for us. Uh, Usually we get to stats. It's late, guys. It's literally, it's 4.09 in the morning. I'm fucking tired. I'm fatigued. Um, I know Joel's tired. I played two years of games back-to-back, basically. Me and Joel had to play each other. So hopefully next week we can not talk about as much craziness and talk more about uh, wins, losses, and stats. But I'm happy for the most part with where we're at. I'm happy with the guys we got in this league. I'm hoping that the three new guys kind of fill it out. And I don't really have to, we don't have to fuck with anything else. That, that's the dream scenario. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. Um, yep. Just like you said, today <sighs> was what today was. I'm not happy that it had to happen, but I'm glad that it's over and I'm glad that we can move forward. Um, we so, so, so much appreciate you guys being a part of this league for you guys participating in it. Um, this is, even with the events of today, I can say unequivocally, this is the most fun I've ever had in a Madden Online League. And it's definitely, even today considering, definitely the most fun I've had running one. So that is 100% because of you guys that stay involved, stay active, play your games, you're fun to interact with in chat, and for the most part, don't fuck with rules and shit that we have to absolutely like amend because of dumb shit. So... Thank you guys for hanging around. Again, thank you guys for listening. I'll say it again. If you have input, please let us know. Uh, but otherwise, I think that'll be it. We'll be signing off for the night. Um, there'll be at least another, like, who knows? Spontaneous podcasts don't normally happen, um, but we reserve the right to pop up with a random-ass podcast whenever. But otherwise, you can generally expect us to have those on Monday nights. And... For for most of you, they're you're asleep whenever we post them, anyways. So ending at four in the morning might not be the difference for most of you versus like midnight on a different night. But that being said, my final one of the night. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take off then. Um, as always, make sure that you guys take care of yourselves, and especially in these times as well, make sure you take care of someone else as well if you're able. And, I, and as I've been saying at the end of my streams recently, I'm gonna make it my new thing. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Yeah, who's the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's a dude. It's totally a Scarface reference. If you didn't catch it. Oh, it's not even political. No, not even. It's Tony Montana. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Okay, that's fair. Yes, take care of yourselves. Take care of someone else as well if you can, and say goodnight to the bad guy. Later, guys. <laughs>